Hey, April Bear here. We have something a little different for you today. It's a story from one of our producers that will have you cheering on a sport that you may have never even seen. This is a stateside extra. Enjoy. Over the past 20 years, roller derby has seen a major revival across the country. The modern derby era got rolling around the year 2000. As you may know, this is a full-contact, mostly female team sport. Remember that 2009 film Whip It, directed by Drew Barrymore? Okay, Austin, get ready to meet your newest Girl Scout. Here she is, number 22, the fastest thing on eight wheels, Babe Ruthless! Those player names. It's got to be the best part of the derby, right after the slamming action and neo-goth aesthetic. Whip It is set in Austin, Texas, a derby hotbed. But it was actually filmed right here in Michigan. Some of the extras in the film were actually pulled from the local roller derby scene. Today, we're heading to the derby track ourselves, where you'll get a glimpse into why, after all these years, Detroit's roller derby teams are still thriving. This is Stateside. I'm April Bear. Stateside intern Ellie Katz went to a recent bout in Detroit and brings us this taste of local derby life. And just as an FYI, there is a swear word in this one. I'm in a random gymnasium on the seventh floor of the Masonic Temple that I never even knew existed, and it is packed, like standing room only. We're talking kids sitting on the side of the track until the kids get yelled at for sitting on the side of the track. There's couples here, families, friends on a night out. There's young people, there's old people, and everyone, everybody here came to see a show. All the Devil's Night Dames start skating around the track, soaking up the applause, totally decked out. They've got fake eyelashes, face paint, glitter, fishnet tights, braids, and since it's beach night, they're throwing fistfuls of lays into the crowd. I don't, I don't have a derby name. I got too stressed about picking one, so I just skate under my last name, Greco. Greco. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I can make that badass enough. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is Greco, a.k.a. Amelia Greco. And Amelia is what you might describe as a derby lifer. She actually used to be one of those kids sitting by the side of the derby track. And eventually, she joined a derby team herself. I, on the other hand, have never been to a derby bout. So I asked Amelia to explain kind of how the whole thing goes down. Yeah, it's really hard. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a really unique sport in that like you can enjoy it with, without knowing very many of the rules because there's just so much happening all at once, but it does get like more fun to watch the more that you know the rules. Derby can be kind of hard to visualize, but Amelia and I are going to try and break it down for you. So there's usually five players from each team on the track at the same time. Four of those players are blockers, the other is the jammer. Uh, the jammer wears a star on her helmet. Basically, the jammer is the person who scores points. Blockers have to stay in one section of the track, and their goal is to try and stop the other team's jammer from skating past. 
Oh, people are always like, oh, there's no ball. I'm like, well, the jammer is kind of the ball. So the jammer scores points by passing the other team's blockers. But passing them is not easy. This is a full contact blockade she's got to skate past every single time. So it requires some brute force, yes, but also a little bit of creativity. Big, big showboat stuff from jammers is always a crowd pleaser, like apex jumps, big jumps, anything, okay. spins, anything like that. But big hits from blockers are also okay. big crowd pleasers. And now, a team that needs no introduction. Yes, you heard that correctly. Detroit Pistoffs. How cool is that? One shall stand, one shall fall. The Detroit Pistoffs and the Devil's Night Dames have been around for a while now. There's also the defunct All-Stars and the Grand Prix Madonnas. I got to talk to someone who's played for almost every team and traveled the country repping Detroit Roller Derby. My real name is Amy Ruby. My derby name is Racer McChaser. And to be clear, that is Mick Chase Her a.k.a. Detroit Roller Derby royalty. She's been playing for the league since 2006, not long after she first came to a bout just like this one almost 20 years ago now. Okay, so it was like you saw the bout and you were like, I gotta do this. Absolutely. I loved that it was roller skating because there's not that many roller skating things in general. And then, I mean, the fact that I could hit people? Yes, sign me up. So the stress really, I'm a lawyer by day, so... Having a bad day at work and then coming to take it out on your friends is great because um, they're not—they're expecting to get hit. But what Amy loves most about Derby is the community she's built with her fellow teammates. She told me the people on her team have become like family. She can call on them for anything, whether it's borrowing a generator or watching her dog for the weekend. I just think that we're inclusive. There's a place for everybody. Um, you know, you think about basketball players, they're typically tall. If you think about uh, track athletes, they might have a certain physique, like football players. You know, different types of sports have different common traits. Roller derby, you find literally everything. And I think that that is the best part. And if you don't know how to roller skate, we'll teach you if you want to learn. Greco was killing it out there, and the announcers were loving it. She was mostly a jammer, and she'd skate straight into a blockade, no fear whatsoever. Every now and then it's scary. It was scary when I first joined. Um, it was just scary and so cool at the same time. It was often the case that like I would be running into a wall with people that I used to watch when I was a kid, when I would come watch, and they would sign my bout programs, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to hit you now. So it was like this really cool thing, and then I would hit them, and then it hurt really bad, and just, you know, <laughs> a whole combination of emotions. But that was pretty terrifying, but like compared to that now, like very few things feel that scary. So it's really easy to just come in and feel confident and know that, you know, things are going to work out. The way that people look out for each other, um, and especially at this league, everyone is always helping. Um, even if it means helping someone be better than you are, people are always helping and giving advice, and giving tips and trying to help people be the very best that they can. And it shows out there. The players would absolutely body slam each other during a jam or leap over an opponent they'd just knocked down, skates and all. 
But then just as quickly, they'd be smiling and high-fiving and helping up their friends, even when things got heated towards the end of the bout. In the last two minutes, the Pistoffs made a huge comeback and were up 203 to 199. So with about 40 seconds left on the clock, both teams were going full throttle to try and take this game. Jammers were jumping and dodging, blockers were throwing people to the ground, and the crowd was going wild. The Pistoffs took home the win that night, but Greco told me that guts and glory really isn't what keeps most people in the sport. It just is such a cool, unique thing. There's not really any other sports that are truly full contact for female-bodied people. Um, and it's really like a queer space. It's a really, really just a cool community. Um, and I think that that always draws people in, you know, getting to see people from all walks of life, all ages, doing really, really cool stuff and hanging out together. If you want to get a taste of the Derby action for yourself, tonight is the league's final bout of the season. You can find more details and tickets at DetroitRollerDerby.com. And that's the Stateside Podcast for today. I'm April Bear. When you're ready for more listens, head over to the website. You can find Stateside episodes for streaming at MichiganRadio.org. Today's podcast was produced by Ellie Katz. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Cabansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Our podcast editor is Rachel Ishikawa, and our executive producer is Laura Weber-Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Rebecca Williams. I'm Lester Graham. We've been working on a big project about Great Lakes birds called the Bird Connection. It will look at ducks and trumpeter swans. Egrets and herons. And piping plovers. Yes! We'll discuss what we've discovered at a Michigan Public Issues and Ale event. Including how some problems for birds are problems for people. It's at Arbor Brewing Company in Ypsilanti the evening of May 21st at 7. You can register at michiganpublic.org.